Now let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac weighing heavily on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom, Onyejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good. The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liquor, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Welcome to NBA Today. Coming up on NBA Today, we're only five days away until opening night, but it looked like Steph Curry was in midseason four. Oh, and Victor Wembanyama was dazzling once again. We've got the highlights you've got to see. Plus, we have the latest on the situation in Philadelphia. What kind of package could we see the 76ers get for James Harden? Our front office insider Bobby Marks answers that. And how the Aces cemented themselves as one of the best teams in all of sports history. Pop that champagne. NBA Today starts right now. Welcome into NBA Today. I'm Cassidy Alberts, filling in for the wonderful Malika Andrews, who is on assignment. And I'm alongside Chanae Agumake, one of the hardest working women in all of sports. Let's fresh, get it. fresh <laughs> off a late night at Barclays Center as a new WNBA champion was crowned. And what a game it Ooh. was to end the season. Let's get right into this highlight as the tension was real oh, last yes. night. Uh, the Aces, they were down two starters with Chelsea Gray, Kia Stokes ruled out before. Four game four after getting injured in game three. What a wild start. Starters right there coming on crutches. Yeah. Like what? Never seen that before. And the Liberty, they came out in a groove today. Sabrina Unescu knocks down the three. Look, for me, when she shoots the ball before it's released, everyone is on their feet in Barclays. I've never seen anything like that. And good ball movement Ooh, extra. here. Extra. The, the Liberty, all about it. look, they led by as much as 12. Chelsea Gray, the 2022 Finals MVP, coaching up the Aces on crutches, like you said. <laughs> and the defending champs would respond specifically. I mean, Wilson. tough bucket. The question was who would take up the ball handling duties? And it was Asia. Surprise. Becky Hammond, our teammate here at ESPN, had one up her sleeve. But look at this. One-on-one -on -one moves, going to her strong left Ooh. hand. She finished every tough shot that needed to be made. 18-5 run to end the third quarter. They would take a two-point lead into the fourth. Here we are in the fourth. Aces up four. Jackie Young, former Notre Dame star, stepped up big for them. Look, an underrated scoring night for her. But when it came down to the clutch, that shot, when she looked at her bench, she was like, yeah. oh, we about to win this. Okay, I see you, KB. And she had 16, but this would be a fight to the end. UNESCO catch and shoot three. And in that moment, we're like, oh, they still have a chance because of Sabrina. And five minutes to play. We got game tied at 60. Wilson, crossover. Finish. What? To the right? See, that's the scouting report. You're like, take away the left, but then watch this again. Left is her strong hand. That this step back. This was it. Nasty. That was the bucket. And Don Staley, her former college coach, <laughs> like all of us, fired up. 24 points, 16 rebounds for the two-time MVP. Liberty on the other end. Van Big three. Big three. She led the Liberty with 19. So next possession after a plum turnover, UNESCO. Free throw line. Liberty down one. Now, after a good defensive effort by the Liberty, 8.8 .8 seconds left. Liberty inbounding down one. Stewie gets double teamed, swings to Vandersloot in the corner here. And the three, way off. 
The Aces hang on to win 70-69, their second straight title, first repeat champs in 21 years, calling this one that much sweeter. Here they are, elated. Go Chelsea. After the game, she got up in that too. <laughs> I can't express how proud I am of my teammates. They picked me up when I was down. We pr cried together, prayed together, and now we popping champagne together! There was a lot of years that we weren't so super, but you can't build a super team in a couple months. It takes years, and I'm just really proud of this group. Every single one of these people stepped up, made plays, and we're champions. It shouldn't be easy. It should be hard as heck um, to go in there and, and repeat, and it was. It was. Um, you know, to, to have the set of circumstances that we were dealt within the last 48 hours. I mean, it's just been one thing after another, quite frankly, if I'm being real. We kept the main thing the main thing. This wasn't easy at all. And a lot of people counted us out. A lot of people counted us out. From jump, that fueled us. We read it, we see it. Thank you. And it fueled us, so thank you. So yeah, that, that says a lot about us. Um, who voted Asia fourth place for MVP? Own it, step forward. Come on. Now's the time for the real Slim Shady. Please stand up. Come on. Come on. Own it. I mean, they were having a great time, but that, that also Receipts. Shows, exactly. I mean, they're acting as if they weren't the most dominant team in the league this year, True. and that's a part of True. the reason why they're champions, because they used whatever they needed to fuel them uh, in this comeback. It was actually the second largest comeback in a title clinching win all time. What impressed you the most about in the Aces closing this out in four games. First of all, first of all Asia, I voted for you for finals MVP. Oh, and I wish, you know, if I weren't a player, that would have been a different decision. Uh, that fourth, that's crazy. So let's just make that known. Uh, what impressed me the most was the finals MVP. I mean, every basket that mattered in this game four, she knocked it down. And the, she was going up against two of the toughest defenders in her career. Uh, you, you think about Stewie, you think about JJ. Her and her one-on-one -on -one isolation moves was out of this world. Every bucket was contested, and every bucket she nearly finished, especially down the stretch. 24 and 16, mind you, those 16 rebounds she had, all defensive. That's what she needed to do. They were down Kia Stokes, they were down Chelsea Gray, two people that can rebound the ball, and she showed up in the biggest ways. Finals MVP, someone that really believed she was an MVP in this league, I think she took it personally, it carried through. We all were saying this is going to be a really difficult task for them going into game four without Chelsea Gray. And the crazy thing is that we thought it was going to be Kelsey Plum really initiating the offense. We thought it was going to be Jackie Young. It turned out to be Asia. I'm going to put the ball in your hands and you're going to carry us through. Coach Becky Hammond said she is their emotional leader and she did it flawlessly. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and, and look, they, as they pointed out post-game, they heard everything, <laughs> and they used it. And, and Asia, the first player in WNBA history with 20 points and 15 rebounds in a finals clinching win, really solidifying herself um, as, as, as one of the best players to see in this league. But, you know, there, there was a losing effort here on the other side with the New York Liberty losing on their home court. Let's hear a little bit from Liberty head coach Sandy Brundello after the game. Obviously, we're sad, and it hurts. But you're still proud of the journey that we had, and that's so I just reminded of, you know, Vegas really exploited us, and I thought Asia and, you know, late in the game, Jackie certainly got to the rim, and uh, we had some open looks that we missed too. Sometimes that's basketball. We just wanted to keep fighting, you know, knowing that we had one another's back, that um, this is the finals, and it potentially, at that point, it potentially could be the last three minutes of our season. And, you know, looking back, obviously it was. But making sure that we did whatever we could to, to force a game five, and it didn't go our way.
So Stewie's shot just three of 17 from the field in game four. That's the worst shooting performance of her playoff career. That was the punctuation of a tough postseason for the 2023 MVP with Stewie's four worst playoff shooting games coming this year. And I think another tough exclamation point was that final play. So let's go back to the final play of the game. Janae, were you surprised that the Liberty didn't get a better shot off there? I was not, because you're gonna put the hands in the MVP in Brianna Stewart and give her an opportunity to bring this home and push a game five. So as we break it down here, this is what happened. Las Vegas Aces have the number one defense in the WNBA and also number one offense, but they wanted this mismatch with about six inches difference between AC and Stewie. Jackie Young, MVP of the final play, coming in and doubling off of her blind side. Kelsey Plum made a great read playing the lane line to make this pass not crisp because if it was a crisp pass, that could have been an easy shot. And the crazy thing also is that if the shot was maybe one or two seconds earlier, JJ had an opportunity. She's one of the best old boarders in the league. So I think that that double delayed the crisp motion because we all know the Liberty, they're excellent at passing the ball. But the only thing that is better than that is the Las Vegas defense and they showed their identity on the final possession to clinch a championship. I mean, a dream scenario if you're growing up, we all love basketball, to be able to win on the final possession, but with grit, with might, that's what they did from the tip all the way to the final buzzer. Yeah, I mean, if you're watching just that play, it, it looked really broken. It, it, you don't want to just get a three when you're down one with eight seconds to go is what I'm saying. But you're, 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 the biggest point made is that the Aces, they swarmed mm. them. And they said they were going to throw the kitchen sink. And, that, and that's exactly. And they, that. and, and they absolutely d did that. Let's now bring in Kendra Perkins, who's joining us now. And Perk, um, I know you were watching this game. What did you see down this stretch? <laughs> I saw I saw the Aces shoot 41% from the field, 23% from three, and won the damn game. And you know what happened? And I know offense win you games, but defense win you championships. And that third quarter, the Aces came out and they got on the Liberties behinds like back pockets, holding them to 12 points. And it was just the scrambling on defensively. It was staying composed, staying in the moment. I mean, Asia Wilson boxed out one time and it was a textbook box out. I mean, the ball could have hit the floor about seven times before she actually picked it up. And the way she was anchoring that defense emotionally and staying out of foul trouble and, you know, just anchoring it. A defense is always gonna bring you home. Plump shot what, two for 12 last night? But they hung their hats on their identity and they look like the more experienced team and the more ready team. And that's what got them over the hump. Perk, you're absolutely right. And I'm glad you're tuned in because I know we have a lot of NBA preseason games going on. But this was a game of the ages. It was also the birth mm -hmm. of a dynasty. And oh. it was also the birth of a rivalry. We got all of that in one, in yeah. 40 minutes. Oh, we're going to get into that dynasty conversation <laughs> in just a bit. But you were in that arena. The tension was Woo. real. It Woo. was all the way real. Stress. This is actually the first time in this season that it wasn't a blowout between these True. two. So if you're going to end it, like... I'm, I'm good with ending it that way because it was entertaining. And we still have so much more to come here on NBA Today um, as we get into, well, this saga. Will James Harden be on the Sixers opening night roster? We have the latest on the disgruntled All-Stars trade request out of Philly. Plus, Victor Wembanyama has arrived and is here to stay. We show you the unbelievable highlights from another My goodness. impressive performance. What, what? can't he do? What? Nutmeg. And speaking of unbelievable highlights, we get to see Kevin Durant and LeBron James square off for the first time in five years tonight. We take a look back at their past matchups. Don't go anywhere.
Now let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac weighing heavily on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom, Onyejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good. The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liquor, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C. Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. In partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Welcome back to NBA Today. Welcome back to NBA Today. So James Harden uh, didn't attend Sixers practice earlier today as the team prepared for tomorrow's preseason finale against the Hawks. Uh, Nick Nurse spoke at practice, and here's what he had to say about Harden's absence. I think the organization has uh, you know, made it clear what's going on. They're, they're working on stuff, as, as we say, day by day. So if that changes, we'll, we'll adjust. You know, that's what we do. With him not being here, I guess the expectation is that he will not play tomorrow. Yeah, I mean, I think it's unlikely that he plays tomorrow. But again, you never know what tomorrow morning may bring, and we'll see. ESPN senior writer Brian Windhorst joins us now alongside Kendrick Perkins. And Brian, not much clarity coming out of Sixers practice today, but what more can you tell us just about the uncertainty around James Harden right now? Yeah, so after James Harden didn't come to practice yesterday, his agent called the team, uh, told them that he was away for personal reasons, uh, and that is what the team reported today. <laughs> now, they're not saying that it's an excused absence, but typically when a team announces personal reasons, it's an excused absence, which is what I believe is happening here, which means that it's not going to be a fine. So... As Bobby Marks has said in the past, he has already been paid $18 million salary for this season. His first 41 game checks have already been um, put in his bank account. And so he is away from the team, and we now have an old-fashioned standoff with, at least for the moment, apparently no fines going his way. Perk, I hear you laughing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but I'm laughing, but it's not funny at all because I'm, I'm laughing from trying to get pissed off because I'm thinking to myself, how long is Dal Morey going to continue to put up with this, right? I mean, I get it. He may have played a role in this. We don't know the truth. But at the end of the day, I do know this. Dal Moore have other players in this locker room that, that's about to start their season in a few days, okay? And my problem with this is, is that 
you have a guy that's your MVP and Joel Embiid that's ready to go out there and compete. And the way that the Celtics and 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 uh, the Bucks have gotten better, you don't have time to have these distractions going into the season. You have Tyrese Maxey there, let him rock out. You have a first year head coach, first year uh, head coach of this franchise, and Nick Nurse. He don't need to deal with this. So at the end of the day, my solution is what I said yesterday, and I'm going to repeat it again. If I'm Daryl Morey, I would tell James Harden to stay home until I figure out a way to trade him and get back what I want. Okay, well, let, let's bring in NBA front office insider Bobby Marks into the conversation here. Bobby, you know, what should the Sixers do with the season just five days away? Yeah, in a perfect world, I would agree with Perk that they should just send James Harden away, send him home, pay him his money, and basically tell him to sit there until we are about to trade you, whether it be a month from now or in February. Now, what's going to happen here is that the league would certainly step in here for a player that has asked to be traded. Uh, remember, we've got this new player participation policy. The last thing Philadelphia needs to do is send him home. And then all of a sudden you're getting fined in itself here. But we're getting to a point here that the next time it's not going to be personal. It's the next time it's not he's not going to be showing up here. And for a new head coach in Nick Nurse with a franchise player in Joel Embiid, eventually you have to eliminate the distractions and the distractions is James Harden. Yeah, I do think that's where the situation is. And I did hear Perk laughing because we all know what it's like when he goes back home to Houston. I mean, that means that's his safe zone. That means <laughs> that he's really not jiving with what's going on uh, professionally. But one thing I will notice, uh, note is that ever since he left Houston, then went to Brooklyn, then went to Philly, you know, he's had different tactics of getting what he wants. In this circumstance, he showed up quote-unquote, as a professional, meaning he's not, like, out of shape. Uh, he's not really being disgruntled, affecting the other teammates in practice. He showed up, you know, what would look like a true professional. This is a guy that averaged 21 and 11 assists last year. And so he's capable of stepping onto another team, and that's what he wants. And I think that's the subliminal. Like, he's staying ready to some degree, contrary to where he has entered the preseason, because he knows he has to keep his market value high. But the only way you keep your market value high is by showing up in practice and potentially playing in games, and that's what will hurt, help your circumstance. So I feel like it's a lose-lose scenario because what would keep your market value high is exactly the opposite of what he's doing by staying away from the squad. And specifically, we talk about market value. Reportedly, what we understand is that the market he wants is the L.A. market. And so, Bobby, like, how does what's going on right now between Philly and Harden impact the Clippers? Well, if you're the Clippers, you're looking at the situation and say, well, why are we going to bid against ourselves? This the same trade that could be there in late October is going to be there in February, whether it be Terrence Mann or maybe draft picks here. And if you're if you're Los Angeles, you're saying we're not doing anything. We could have done this deal two months ago and we're not going to include a player like like Terrence Mann here. And you're sitting back and you're waiting for it to get to get ugly here. So there's no there's no urgency from from a, from the Clippers perspective. There's probably no urgency from anybody out there and that's why I agree with Cheney the best thing for Philadelphia and the best thing for James Harden is for James Harden to be on the court and to show that he can play at a high level to restore his trade value and not sitting home in Houston hmm. all right well 
Obviously, we'll continue to follow this developing story. Let's stick in the east, though. We, we have a, another developing story out of Milwaukee. Uh, Terry Stotts has stepped down as an assistant coach with the Bucks, according to our senior insider, Adrian Wojnarowski. Stotts returned to coaching after two years away to join Adrian Griffin's new staff, but has decided that he won't continue in that role. Stotts coached Damian Lillard, of course, in Portland for nine years and had agreed to coach the Bucks back in June. And Brian, I mean, this is a surprising story. What impact do you see this move having on the Bucks? you know, with the season around the corner? Yeah, well, one of the things that Terry Stotts became extremely valuable in is the Dame Lillard relationship and the onboarding. And he was going to basically be in charge of the Bucks' offense, uh, which is where Dame Lillard is expected to be at the centerpiece and to shine. And so his, you know, his knowledge of Dame Lillard and all the reps they have together really looked like an unexpected bonus after this trade went down. And look, he is a veteran coach. He has been around, you know, for decades. Adrian Griffin has been around for decades. They had not um, had a strong relationship before this. It was sort of a, a marriage arranged by the team, from what I understand. But still, it's very surprising to lose your lead assistant just days before the start of the season. And it's obviously going to potentially have some effect on the way that team's going to operate. If no other reason, then he was going to be the guy preparing the offensive game plans and potentially even calling some of the plays when they open the season next week. Yeah, and certainly, you know, um, an, a challenge to, to a big list of challenges for a new NBA head coach and Adrian Griffin in his first year as a head coach. So we'll see, um, you know, as that story develops, uh, if we find out the reasoning why he stepped down. But um, it will be interesting to see how that uh, impacts what goes on in Milwaukee. All right, coming up on NBA Today, may only be midday here in New York, but it's never too early for a Steph Curry night-night. Oh, we saw that How in he, Barclays, too. Yeah, he made a preseason game almost feel like a playoff Wild. game in the Bay. And the NBA Future Power Ranks were released on ESPN yesterday. Ooh. Where does Victor Wembanyama land on that list? And who finished in the top spot? Okay. Plus, speaking of Victor, Chene, did you see this last night? I did. We have a special edition of Top the Top. Best nutmegs ever. Tallest nutmeg coming up. <laughs> <laughs> Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a one dollar per month trial period at Shopify.com/network. All lowercase. Go to Shopify.com/network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify.com/network. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Anything's possible. Anything's possible! Attack! Attack! Here's to Garnett. Go 
days away from the start of the NBA season and there's no better player that personifies anything is possible these days than Victor Wembanyama. <laughs> Number one pick took the floor for his third preseason game last night against the Rockets guys and um yep he continued to wow the crowd uh like how about this play in the first quarter steal steal and then <laughs> nutmeg that's seven four honestly I every game every highlight I'm like we're seeing things we've never seen before his height his handle and now his passing ability the Spurs are going to be playing point guard by committee. <laughs> Sohan is the is listed point guard, but we're going to see that guy playing point as well. Here, to me, it's the explosion. It's the quickness as well. Like that little rock you to sleep, then extension. And then a minute later, cuts back door. You knocks that down a three. Yep. He was, he's, the problem is he's too comfortable already. He really is. And a block there. Yeah, was he was all over the place in his defense. He had 15 points, six rebounds, and two blocks in this game. Yeah, no shot to save. And no rim is safe either. That's the, the awkward angle where he throws it down, making everything look easy. I and mean, then top of the key. Green, top of the key three. Like, this is a guard, but in a seven-footer's body. Weminyama, he's just been unreal in the preseason. We haven't even gotten to the regular season yet. Uh, Average 19.3 points per game across three preseason games. That's tied for seventh in the NBA this preseason and nearly as many points as minutes played for the number one overall pick. And look, that nutmeg, his hand on the open floor, it got us thinking. Um, time for a quick top of the top nutmeg edition. Okay. Okay, let's start with Russell Westbrook in 2017. That's elite. <laughs> Because normally nutmegs are like right in front of you. Right. This is a cross-court nutmeg. To Victor Oladipo. On purpose? You think he down uh, Rocket, Victor Oladipo. <laughs> oh, he definitely didn't do that on purpose, no. How about in 2018? Hey. See, yeah. was that on purpose? Yes, it's LeBron James. It okay. absolutely was. <laughs> Even Thompson when he missed his shots. It was his own teammate. Okay, fair. <laughs> fair. <laughs> And then how about uh, Nate Robinson in 2012? The pump fake and literally dunks under the defender's leg. So this is a human nutmeg, <laughs> right? Like yes, they have yes, human yes. nutmeg here. The entire. He's built for that though. Right. <laughs> he really is. And I the, love it. And then in 2009, Allen Iverson. Mm, this is a very this. famous one. Yep. Finds yep. rip. Nutmegs Grant Hill. But that was that was that was some English on the ball. Yes. <laughs> Top spin. See, a lot of these plays, you could, I, I don't know if they really are on purpose. I feel like this one absolutely was on purpose. Oh, this was for sure. For sure. Some of those other was just like, it's better to be lucky than good. And some <laughs> of the, That one was on purpose. That one was on purpose. Um, let's bring in uh, a front off, office insider, Bobby Marks, in the latest edition of ESPN.com's NBA Future Power Rankings out now. Um, and it's a bit surprising seeing any team with Victor Wembanyama in the bottom half of the list, given it's about the future. So uh, what went into that decision, Bobby? Well, we looked at it. There's five different uh, categories here, Cassie. Certainly the player roster, and this is for the next three years. Players, draft, market, management, and then certainly money here. And I think where we have San Antonio at 18 right now, I would certainly put that in pencil. I think what we've seen with Victor Wembanyama moving forward can certainly see them 
potentially crack the top 15. Remember, last year we had Oklahoma City at 23. They're at number three right now. And for this Spurs team, tons of cap flexibility moving forward, 12 future first round picks, uh, lots of room to improve here. Perk, where are the Spurs in your rankings? <laughs> Number one, are we going based on the next three years, right, Bobby? The next three years, because I, we are based, last time yes, I checked, we are I thought about our, uh, yes. <laughs> uh, okay, I thought about culture. Within culture, I thought about player development, and the, the Spurs are the prime example, right, with the Miami Heat of actually getting a lot of people that nobody know anything about except for Victor Wembanyama and turning them into Hall of Famers and Hoopers. Like, just think about Ginobili, right? Late, late uh, second round pick. I mean, look what he turned out to be. This is the Greg Popovich effect and the Spurs effect. To add on, Victor Wembanyama, you know, Woj texted me the other day and said, hey, Perk, I want to tell you, I love the breakdown that you did at, on halftime at Countdown. Victor Wembanyama is going to be the best player in the league on both ends of the floor in the next three years. I thought about it for a second, and I said, you know what? Woj is right. We're talking about a 7-4 version of Kevin Durant offensively. It's nothing he can't do. Defensively, we haven't seen anything like him. Ability to anchor a defense from all areas of the floor when he's not even in the play. This is crazy. I think the Spurs should be higher than 18, but they're not one. And one of the reasons, I think, is because we don't know how many players that they have right now that are going to be core players. Devin Vassell, probably. Jeremy Shohan, good chance. But I don't know how many of these guys are actually going to fit with Wembenyama. Cassidy mentioned this lineup. They're starting the Everything is Bigger in Texas lineup yes. with four centers and forwards and one shooting guard. Like Maybe it'll work, but even that feels like they're throwing it against the wall. So I think I'm very bullish on Wembenyama. Obviously, I went to France twice to chronicle him last year, but I also know the Spurs might be a few years away from seriously contending. Well, let, let's take a look at the top five um, and, and see, Perk, I want to see, get your reaction, specifically who is landing in that top spot, who you say should be the Spurs, but look at your Celtics there. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not mad at that. I'm not, why is Golden State there? Why, that's the question. <laughs> why, why is Golden State there? We're talking about over the next three years. I mean, I would actually put other teams in front of Golden State, like maybe Memphis, you know, maybe the Cleveland Cavaliers. I don't know, Bobby. I don't know. It's looking kind well, of wait, funny in the light. How, well, how we, well here, here, here's how we look at it. You have to look at it in three years. Where is Donovan Mitchell going to be three years from now or two years from now? He's, is he going to be in a Cleveland uniform? I'm not, I'm not so okay. sure. I think anytime you have Steph Curry on your roster for the next three years, along with Andrew Wiggins and Draymond Green, and certainly Clay Thompson's, we don't know yet next year. They're still a, a top five team. Memphis was number one back-to-back -back year. Certainly the situation with John Morant, we bumped them back about four spots. But for us, Boston is sol solidifies that number one when you have Jason Tatum, who's going to likely sign a Supermax next year. You have Jalen Brown already committed. Chris Porzingis for another three years. You made the Drew Holiday trade. You have a top four management group here. And the only thing that's in the, in the downside is the money, the money factor here. So you better like your roster here. And that's a big reason why the Celtics are at number one, just based on their core players committed for the next three to four years.
Bobby, I will say I do like the OKC Thunder all the way up there because as much as we're talking mm -hmm. about the Spurs potentially being in the playoffs and pursuing a championship over the next five years, I like the Thunder with Chet, SGA, and Gideon Company. So I saw them and I was like, okay, I like it. I stand. All right, well, well, that's the NBA future. Um, the Las Vegas Aces, they made WNBA history last night and still to come on NBA Today. Are the Aces the most dominant team in sports history? We tell you why they are in the conversation with the best to ever do it. Don't go anywhere. We'll be at after the break. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. This Vegas team, they got to the top of the mountain last year. We're just going in the dynasty here. Just to do this over and over and over again. We want to go down in the books as one of the best teams the W has ever seen. Why not? Asia Wilson, what can't you do? She'll let it go. I just can't get enough of it. And the Aces on the break. This is what we fought so hard to get to. It's championship time. Welcome back to NBA Today. Cassidy Hubbard holding it down for Malika Andrews here in our New York studio alongside Tanea Gumake, joined by Brian Windhorse and Kendrick Perkins. And back in December of 2020, ACES head coach Becky Hammond became the first acting female head coach in the NBA when Spurs head coach Greg Popovich was ejected during a game. Speaking of ejections, Coach Pop had this to say about his former assistant's second straight WNBA title. <laughs> Becky Hammond. Yeah, there you go. And the Aces. It's like Smokey Robinson and the Miracles. It's Becky and the Aces. Fantastic. I thought about getting booted tonight because it was exactly the same time, but I just thought this has to be my priority. But it was close. It was close. Congrats, Becky. Yeah, baby. 
I mean, that smoky reference just adds to its legend. I, I, I really do. The Aces, they, they've been dominant from start to finish, winning a WNBA record 34 regular season games behind the best offensive efficiency in league history. They outscored teams by 12.6 points per game, third best in WNBA history behind only 98 and 2,000 Comets. And now they finished it off with an 8-1 run to the title. So... Let's finish this sentence, Cheney. Oh, the Aces are the most dominant championship team since the Minnesota Lynx. But first, let me say this: last night, it took just mm. 40 minutes across this bridge for the world to see not only a game for the ages, which was full of drama, two starters down, backs against the wall, and the Las Vegas Aces get it done. We also witnessed the birth of a dynasty because they are the first back-to-back champions since 2000-ish. And then also the birth of a rivalry, and that's why I said the Minnesota Lynx, because my sister played for the Los Angeles Sparks. I am emotionally invested as a player of the W, but also someone who has supported and loved these moments. We got an instant classic last night that really just showed how good this team is. Down someone that generates, what, 34% of your offense from passes and assists. Down someone that has been the anchor of your defense. And you're still able to bring a championship home in the face of a super team that had studs and studs and that had all the energy and excitement. This is what the WNBA has been looking for for 27 years. The Las Vegas Aces delivered. They delivered. And I say the Minnesota Lynx, this is the last time because it came down to the wire. Again, it came down to the final possession. I know it came down to the wire because my sister hit the game-winning shot in 2016 for the Sparks to win. But it was the Lynx that won four titles in seven years. The Las Vegas Aces did something the Lynx did not do. They won it back-to-back. And it feels like the future is theirs. And I hate to say this as a player because we come Beaten. But the, the ability to have so many top <laughs> players, so many number one picks. You know how that feels, Perk. So many number one picks when your backs are against the wall. Kelsey Plum getting eight rebounds. Jackie Young having seven assists. Kayla George hitting three threes. Coming off the bench playing, what, 40 or some, something minutes in the postseason. What the Aces have done is historic. Everyone should be watching. And I really think that this has been impressive. And we are in a new era of basketball. Not the WNBA. A new era of basketball where women are defining the possibilities. Preach. I mean, look, you made a point. Dynasty <laughs> twice you've said on this show about them. Um, I do want to ask this question to, to, to you gentlemen. Uh, Brian, the Aces are the most dominant championship team since who? Since the last uh, pro team we saw win back-to-back titles, which was the Warriors, and specifically the 17 Warriors, because everybody wants to take something away from Kevin Durant back then. The 17, war- the 17 Cavs, who the Warriors trounced, in that finals were as good of a team as LeBron's ever played for. Maybe the 13 Heat were a little bit better and the Warriors trounced them because they were awesome. And the Liberty were a super team that was put together to beat the Aces and they had to overcome the injuries in the finals and they still won. So, you know, that, that's, that's comparable to me that they were able to win it despite the, uh, the strength of the opposition. Second Kobe. Shaq and Kobe, we forget about them. The last team to three-peat in 2001. They lost one game in that postseason. They lost one. That's how dominant they were for the second. For, and they was winning. That was their back-to-back championship. So that was the middle of their three-peat. Like, we forget what they was doing to the league, what Shaq was doing, the big man in the inside, how he changed the game. 2001 Lakers and that three-peat team with the Lake. I mean, Kobe and Shaq, they were different. They were mm. different. 
Well, speaking of dynasties, um, if what we saw from Steph Curry last night is any indication, I mean, Bobby <laughs> Marks may be right putting him in at and number five. five. <laughs> um, the, the way the Golden State <laughs> played last night and Steph Curry specifically, their dynasty may be far from over. We'll talk about that after the break. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Welcome back to NBA Today. The Kings and Warriors were in the Bay last night, and this felt like a true dress oh, rehearsal. Yes. Both teams had a lot of stars <laughs> playing rotation minutes. Warriors down 10 with five minutes left in the game here. Steph Curry. Oh, unguardable. Back in postseason form? Uh-huh. And then again, loses Kevin Herter, pump fake, another three. That's not nice. And then with the fadeaway. Not in the mid-post, Steph. Out of not the with post. the post. No, no, no. <laughs> See, I'm done. I can't even. Really? 40 seconds left. Oh. Curry gets the inbound, surrounded, repositioned, sells the pump fake, buries the three. He doesn't need any space, y'all. Oh, and oh, oh, with the glass? I mean, I mean surrounded by pressure. three king defenders. Thank and still is able to Blender. get some space for himself. Ooh, my goodness. Lost you. Ten seconds ago, this was interesting. Chris Paul uh, didn't start, but closed out the game. Here he is on the inbound, talking it through. Fox on Curry. Ooh, good matchup. And Curry. I mean, this is the quickest Splash. defender in the league. This was the game winner with a hand in his face. What? Part of his 30 points in 31 minutes. Cool, calm, collected. Heard it all before. And then, you know, puts the Kings <laughs> to bed. You crazy. <laughs> crazy. Look, I mean, back with our panel here now. It, it might have been preseason. I know, but we're, we're, we're excited about the season coming. But it, it felt like a playoff game in that fourth quarter. Um, so, so Perk, we're going to bring you back in here. Are, are the Warriors and Kings the most exciting matchup in the league of coming off of what we saw in the postseason last year? Well, you know I love receipts, food receipts, <laughs> grocery store receipts, whatever it is. I love receipts, and I got receipts from what I said a couple of weeks ago. Here it is. <laughs> Richard, I ain't gonna be mean to you, man. Help me out at number one. Never mind, I lied. Bam! I'm gonna take number one. Because you know I don't like you anyway. You're just a colleague. I'm going with the Golden State Warriors and the Sacramento Kings. Yes. I mean, it's right there, and this is the reason why. We're talking about preseason. That was a playoff-type atmosphere in the preseason. Imagine how these regular season games are going to go when the Sacramento Kings and Golden State, De'Aaron Fox and Steph Curry match up, Sabonis and Draymond. We know they got beef. I'm just saying. You know what I'm saying? I, I ain't just talking. I'm speaking the gospel sometimes. Uh, Brian. <laughs> 
Yeah, look, well, the reason I was excited about this game was because you had De'Aaron Fox and Steph going at each other down the stretch. By the way, Fox got off a pretty good shot that would have won the game. He didn't make it, obviously, and he had no timeouts. There was almost a one-upsmanship on this play, but um, to me, this was a new entrant in this rivalry, and that was Chris Paul. Chris Paul played 30 minutes off of the bench in this game. Now, I am still not sold on this alignment. I'm still not sold that Chris Paul is going to work with the way the Warriors play. But the one thing that I will say is that the one thing the Warriors have not had in this incredible Curry run is a guy who can create on the ball like Chris Paul when Steph doesn't have it. Whether Steph is in the is on the bench or in the game playing off the ball where he's one of the best off the ball players in the history of the game. And we saw nine assists from Chris Paul off of the bench. He made some big passes down the stretch of this game. This was a bit of a proof of concept to me, even though Draymond was out um, and uh, Kevon Looney didn't play. It wasn't a full allotment, but definitely a great, regardless of the awesome play that Steph made, the way Chris Paul helped this team win this game down the stretch helped underscore the way this plan could work going forward. Mm, interesting. We'll see how that develops for the Warriors. Obviously, that is a big question mark surrounding them this season. A UFC 294, that's Saturday from Abu Dhabi. The main car begins at 2 Eastern on pay-per-view with the prelims at 10 a.m. Eastern on ESPN+. Plus. To order the main card in English and Spanish, go to ESPNplus.com slash PPV. Coming up on NBA Today, for the first time in over five years, we get to see KD versus LeBron. We take a look back at their past must-see matchups in just 60 seconds. Don't go anywhere. So we've been talking about Kevin Durant and LeBron facing off tonight for the first time in nearly five years. So let's look back at some memorable moments between the two. Wow. Yeah, what is in this? SD? Vault. 2008, uh, LeBron dropped 22-8 and eight in the Cavs win over the Sonics. Yes, the Supersonics. This was their first matchup ever. Iconic period. KD dropped 24. Yeah, those bring them back. Bring so them back. sick. Bring them back. Um, next, February 14, 2013, the Heat beat the Thunder in a game where Ooh. LeBron had 39 and KD had 40. Oh, man. Their 79 combined points are their most against each other in the regular season. Prime, young prime. Oh, yeah. Um, headband LeBron as well. <laughs> next, check out this sequence from Christmas Day 2016. LeBron layup, KD dunk. Done. One of my favorite games. My whole family watched this game together on Christmas Day. And these were those Christmas Day unis. Oh, yeah. Are you a fan? I am as long as they didn't have long sleeves. Or those short Oh, right, the short sleeves. Remember sleeves. that? Right. <laughs> Remember when LeBron, like, ripped them off? Ripped them off. Um, that was the yeah. end of it right there. And then last one, Kevin Durant's dagger over LeBron in game three of the 2017 finals. The Warriors went on to win in five games, and KD won his first of two finals MVPs. And when you add it all up, LeBron has gotten the better of KD in the regular season, winning 15 of their 21 matchups with both players putting up similar scoring and rebounding numbers. However, KD has won two of their three finals series. All right, so these guys, they're playing tonight. Um, they'll play again in, in one week in a regular season game as well. Um, it's about dang time. Uh, <laughs> Brian, you've covered them for their whole careers. Is there a most uh, memorable moment for you between LeBron and KD? 
Well, there was the flag football game that they played during the lockout in a dome in Akron that I went to that I'll never forget that night. By the way, uh, LeBron's team clinched it at the end with an, when LeBron intercepted from his free safety position. It was a key play in that game. I enjoyed writing that game story. Um, but they had two huge <laughs> moments against each other in the finals. One in game two of the 2012 NBA Finals. LeBron gets the stop on KD at the very end of the game. This was a seminal moment. It, it could have been a foul. The Oklahoma City people still think it's a foul. LeBron was able to get him to it lean was. back and miss it. This made it 1-1. It the, heat, the Heat changed the series. Perk, it was a clean shot, Perk. And, uh, <laughs> and then, of course, no, the, was, shot, the play we just foul. showed. Durant, Durant, gets, <laughs> Durant gets his revenge five years later, getting his first title. That was the dagger. Game three pretty much ended that series. I mean, I'm still recovering from that football footage, but um, <laughs> archives. Do you have a most memorable moment between these two? Nah, but you know what? Every time that they match up in the regular season, because we know in the postseason when they matched up Golden State and Cleveland, that was the final. So, you know, coaches going to make adjustments. But in the regular season, when we watch those highlights, they were always guarding one another. And that's the thing that you love about it because nowadays people shy away from that. We don't see two franchise players guarding one another and going back and forth at each other. We saw that with KD and LeBron, and we missed that. And I'm looking forward to seeing it again because come this upcoming season, they're going to be guarding one another. Yeah, and what's kind of crazy is how different they are as players still going up to the task of guarding one another because, you know, LeBron James being older, but KD still wanting to make his mark. It's been fun, but I still can't believe it's been five years since five we've seen this years. matchup. How is that possible? And the world is a very different place than yeah. it was five years ago. 180. Um, we'll see how much they actually play tonight. We, but at least, but if, if they don't play that much, at least we have a week from now um, because the season's almost yes. here. Malika Andrews will be back tomorrow.